This is Grow and Learn. My name is Zorina. Welcome to everybody who's joining today for the first time. And of course, a warm welcome to everybody who's been listening for a while. Today, I'm having a guest who would surprise you as many of my guests do. But this one is like a coming from two completely divergent areas of, um, uh, of, of, of business, <laughs> of occupation. And yet he managed to be successful at both of them. I'm welcoming Peter Schroeder. He's uh, one of the most famous uh, Danish DJs. He has 40 golden records. I'm, I am. I apologize. I'm not very, very well aware with the music industry, but 40 golden records and a number of other achievements. And he's the CEO and founder of Teltio. He's a techie. Teltio is a unified communications uh, company, and we're gonna hear about his experience in developing this company and about his life experience, how he shifted from being a DJ to a tech CEO. Hi, Peter. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you're streaming now from your new uh, studio, the studio yeah. of Teltio. <laughs> mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about this company. What does it offer? What do you intend to do with this studio? Yeah, so... Um... So Telcio is, is a business phone service provider, so so you wouldn't necessarily uh, think that we need a studio for that. Um, and and you know uh, some of our our team members <laughs> when we started building out, are we are we a, are we a TV production company now or what, what's going on? Uh, so we have a very like uh, big uh, TV studio that we've been been working on uh, five cameras and robots and all kinds of things uh, uh, that we've been investing heavily in uh, and and. It's really just because we are very focused on content. We have never paid for advertising uh, in the 10 years that we've been in business. Uh, all our customers have come uh, organically from uh, uh, you know, word of mouth or with SEO. So uh, naturally, uh, good content. Uh, so we try to you know, provide good content in our area and, and, and expertise and uh, get good search results. And that's how we get good customers. Um, uh, and and that world is is changing a lot. You know, everything is always changing. So, uh, the whole SEO thing is also changing. And 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 uh, writing a blog post is not going to be enough anymore. And 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 it's definitely not going to be enough where things are going uh, over the next couple of years. So, video is 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 a natural thing for us to um to get into and make and be good at creating video content. And that's why we are building out a a, a studio here. Uh huh. So you're saying that for the past 10 years, you actually managed to attract customers only based on your blog and SEO. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. And, and, and well, as also good word of mouth, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. making sure you have a good product that works and that people want to tell other people about. Uh, but yeah, we've uh, grown from, uh, you know, bootstrapped. We've never taken investments. So uh, uh, grown from from being a, a tiny company with, with uh, a few customers, uh, you know, with, with a few employees of, of those customers, like like tiny businesses that signed up uh, to a business now that runs phone service for companies like Facebook and Google and Airbnb and uh, companies like that. So Samsung is, is one of our biggest ones, right? So um, yeah, it's it's really just about creating good content and, 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 and a good product, obviously. Mm -hmm. Wow, amazing. I'm going to show your um, website to people so that they have an idea. Well, first I'll have to open it, so I'll do that in a minute. Um, mm -hmm. But tell us about your story. You were a DJ, you were passionate mm -hmm. about it, and what happened? Why did you change direction? 
So that's the thing. I, I don't think I've ever changed direction. <laughs> For me, it's been very natural. Everything I've always done. When I was uh, six years old, my parents got me a computer. Uh, you know, that I was way more interested in, in figuring out how it works uh, than playing video games like my friends. So I've always been a major nerd. Uh, always been been very much into programming and those kind of things. Uh, when I was fourteen, I I founded my first website, which I sold when I was eighteen. Became the biggest artist community in Scandinavia. Um, and and uh, from there on, I I, I went to um, you know start making music. Well, I did that earlier on as well, and and, and being a DJ and and uh, and touring. And I, I founded a record label where I again coded the software to manage the releases and the promotion and the uh, royalties and all these different things. Um, so 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 to me, it's just a natural thing. You know, it's 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 two two maybe seemingly different uh, careers, but also very intertwined in terms of you know music, especially electronic music that I do is very much about sitting in front of a computer and and inverting uh, out on 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 things for a long period of time. So for me, it's very natural uh, to do those things uh, simultaneously. And when I found a tell show, it was actually because I was burned out. DJing. I had played 380 something gigs in a year wow. uh, in 2012. And I was completely burned out by that. And I, I started coding uh, a platform for me to promote music and, and and distribute music between myself and my other colleagues in the in the industry and then the the other DJs and the uh, radio stations and, and record labels to kind of uh, create a fair way to to distribute that. And as I was building that, I needed a phone service. And I couldn't find anything that was good enough out of the box and also didn't have to pay a lot for. So I built it myself. And that was really, really interesting to me and kind of came at the right time where I was kind of sick of the music industry and uh, needed a break. So mm -hmm. I just kept going. Um, so to me, it's very natural. And it's just like uh, things that happen and, uh, uh, you know, organically for me. And, and then I just get fascinated about something and then I can't stop working on it. And I uh, have to be the best at it. I mean, the same thing goes for the studio in here. We... Uh, it's, it's it's not a, a small thing we're building here uh, and, and it really is just because I don't do anything half I just want to be really good at what I do and I can't stop doing it <laughs> uh -huh. okay let me just share the screen and show your uh, company website this is it mm -hmm. LTO phone systems in the cloud so I suppose you could use internet and make phone calls similar to WhatsApp, but you're actually calling a phone number somewhere around the world. Yeah. So, so, so for, for, for what we do is, is, is business service. So it's B2B, right? So it's, it's, it's only for businesses. Um, but yeah, you uh, can use a, a, an app on your phone or you can use a, your, your desktop. You can also actually get a physical phone, um, but it's, it's a very, very easy to manage platform where you can set up everything you need as a business, you know, with, with phone menus and queues and, directing calls around and texting and all these kind of things, making sure that uh, your customers get an answer from the right person at the right time and all these things. And, and then at the same time, you know, uh, charging people for usage instead of the actual, uh, like, 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 you know, features or things like that, mm -hmm. like our competitors. So, so that means that it's also very scalable uh, businesses yeah. with two employees get the same as a business with 2000 employees, same features, same, same playing ground, really, uh, you know, same uh -huh. playing field, but you get, um, uh, you, you know, you, you get everything from day one, but you only pay for the usage. So that's, you know, scales as you grow yeah. as a business, you make awesome. more calls, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Peter, it seems that you've, uh, you've worked a lot on your own, including, you know, you, you, you basically built your DJing business, educating yourself with whatever technology you needed to use to make it happen. Right. And so yeah. then you started um, Telcio. I know that your wife is a co-founder, but mm -hmm. then, other than the two of you, what did it take for you to grow this company as 
you were previously um, the, the the one brain man, you know, mm -hmm, be, mm -hmm. behind the concept and you were the one doing everything. So what did it take for you to grow this business? How did it happen? What what were the necessary skills you needed to develop or did you all, did you have it all? <laughs> Uh, no, I've never never been the person that has it all. I I always uh, been the most stubborn person in the room, and and been the one that that uh, is willing to work sixteen hours a day, seven days a week, and can't stop working. Uh, so that's definitely been the key. Is really that I I have a stubbornness, uh, and when people tell me that there's something's not going to work, then I'm going to show them that it's going to work. You know, logically, you shouldn't go out and start a phone company and compete with AT and T. Uh, that makes no sense. Um, and definitely don't do it on a bootstrap budget. Uh, <laughs> but but you know my stubbornness and and, and fascination for that industry uh, is really what what the key is for for me. And then uh, that's how we got started. And, and you know like got got uh, the first product out the door. And uh, we tried to raise some money in the beginning. But who wants to invest in a couple? Uh, uh, you know that that is not me even married at that time. Uh, so so it was very difficult. And we thought we had to go raise Silicon Valley billions uh, to. Uh, to grow a company that because that's what you're told uh, that's right. what everyone tells you uh, mm -hmm. all the time that this is and you own that's the only thing you hear about it's the success it's stories the about culture, the, yeah yeah that's that that's whole whole thing and and uh, we thought we had to be doing that and we tried to do that the first few years uh, until we really realized that hey we can actually do this by ourselves if we just put the labor in and be smart about it uh, and you know today we are happy because we own the company now we can do whatever we want with it and we can build you know the product we can shape the product uh the way our customers like uh, and, and and what they are asking for mm -hmm. uh, rather than having some some outsiders that that don't know anything about the business tell us what to do yeah so i'm really happy that we didn't go that route um but i definitely have we definitely have to learn a lot about uh you know growing a business and and, and hiring and managing because i i hate managing i'm uh it's, it's very unnatural for me to tell people what to do and i hate micromanaging i get really annoyed when i have to tell people uh, certain things and why can't they just read my mind and do it uh, that's that will be way easier right so so for me the key is really uh, hiring people that can read my mind and do it better than what I imagined right it's, that's not hard to find but they are out there there are people that are you know uh, at a certain level that they are they're hard to find they're hard you know at a very high value you got to make sure you retain them uh, once you, you get them in the door but if you can create a team like that uh then you also don't need that many people. And that's also the key for, for our success is if you look at our company size in terms of headcount, we are tiny compared to our competitors, but we have a lot of users uh, compared, you know, meaning that it's more profit to ourselves and, and it grows faster and faster. And, and you know, we can, we can actually build a healthy business rather than just a, a, an inflated valuation uh, from, from some kind of VC in, in Silicon Valley, right? What's your headcount at the moment? I'm very curious <laughs> to know. Yeah, uh, we're less than 50. Hmm? Sorry? Yeah, we are less than fifty. Yeah, mm -hmm. and 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 compared uh, our our competitors, the same size businesses, they they are between five hundred and a thousand. Uh, so we're uh, and and you know at least with with the with the businesses, our competitors that have the same amount of customers and users, mm -hmm. uh, and similar products. They, they yeah. Uh, so we are headcount wise really small, but we have some very, very smart people that are very. Uh, uh, independent you know we have people uh, spread all over the world but we, we just downsized our our headquarter here in LA to uh, a third of our old place because we don't have much people uh, working we only have like three or four people in our our headquarters now and everyone else is, is distributed all over the world mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay interesting 
So you would say that the selection of the right people was the winning point for you in this business. It definitely other is. Than, other uh, than the, innov the innovation part of the product that you that you came up with. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing is, is once you, you get smart people that you uh, allow to do independent work, allow to, uh, uh, you know, bring their own ideas and run with it, uh, if you can get people to do that and inspire them to do that and, 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 and make them understand that it's okay to do that, and it's okay to fail as well, it's okay to burn some money and fail, that's not going to get you fired. Uh, I actually encourage that because if, if you can get people to do that, then uh, you get, you get, you, you you set them free in, in, in a way that they will contribute way more to the business than any employee could have uh, that has just been told to create some kind of thing that they're good at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now that you've reached the level of success with this company, well, what is your next goal? Where, where are you looking to? Well, so so uh, that's interesting. We, we are actually right now raising our first uh, round of money after 10 years uh, because we like I, I I said earlier, we we are we are we've grown organically, and uh, uh, we have identified some ways where we can really uh, accelerate that. Not necessarily by going out and advertising, but we have we know where we can we can kind of uh, fuel it, and we're raising uh, some 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 serious money for that. Um, so that's kind of the next step for us. Um, obviously, we have to have some end goals for those investors, but. For me personally, I don't have any. This, this is my wife again. She's kind of the, I mean, I'm the CEO, but she really is the boss of the business and she's the smart business person of us. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm the creative visionary person uh, behind it and the technical, but she's the one that actually runs the business. And um, so, you know, obviously when you raise money, you have to have an end goal and, and there is that now. But for me personally, I just do what I find interesting. I, I'm happy as long as I can work you know, go to work and and play around with things that I find interesting. That's that's really my happy happy place, and I'm lucky that this industry makes me or gives me that because I mean, there's always something new to build in communications. There's always you know, constantly, I mean, now we just got AI. That's yeah. even you know, so yeah. uh, there's so many things going on that 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 makes it interesting for me to to keep working on this. So for yeah. me personally, I would do this as long as it's interesting, which it seems to be you know continuing to be. Um, but yeah, there is obviously we 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 have a business and we have employees and we have you know uh, uh, other people than just me now that that uh, that need to be uh, be, t be be thought of uh, and um, and and of course yeah, we have, there's a like a, a goal over there. Uh huh. Well, well, I'd like to talk about you because you, you're the culture <laughs> setter behind. The, I'm sure that your wife is managing it all well in in a business sense, but uh, but the one who carries the blood like the, the the culture of the company is usually the creator the in, in this case you so what um I, I know that you had survived the plane crash what got you into this situation where it was it just a regular plane crash or what was it an adventurous story <laughs> tell us a bit about it <laughs> i was actually uh on my way uh up to visit my mom in northern Denmark at that time. Uh, it was a little commuter uh, turboprop, uh, maybe room for 80 people or something like that. And they found out as they were about to land uh, that they couldn't lock the landing gear uh, in place, or at least they couldn't make the little light uh, light up that says that it's locked. So they had to circle around to burn the fuel because the plane was too small to be able to dump it and all that, and they had to prepare on land. So we were actually circling around for a couple of hours. Uh, I actually had time to call uh, home and say, hey, I'm going to be a little late because uh, there's something <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I don't I don't even remember what I said, but I don't think I, I tried to I tried to kind of hide what actually was going on. Uh-huh. Um, but there was not many many people on the plane, so they moved people from the center to both ends of the plane to because uh, they knew that potentially the propeller could come through the fuselage if something went wrong. And when we landed um, and they finally came down, uh, the landing gear on the right side actually did collapse and the propeller did go through the fuselage. And luckily, uh, I think one lady broke her arm and that was pretty much it. Uh, uh, so there was nothing nothing serious. No one no one uh, lost their lives or anything like that, luckily. But uh, it was a little scary. And, and the funny thing is I uh, had totally forgotten about it until maybe a year or two ago. Uh, I should probably talk to someone professional about that, because, <laughs> but but I'm not afraid of flying or anything like that today. It was just completely, oh yeah, I was in that plane. Like <laughs> that just came up in, in a conversation. Um, but yeah, that that's that happened. Uh, I think it was 2010. Uh huh. Do you consider it at all an important uh, experience in your life? I don't or know. No. I think I think um, I think at that time I was busy with so many other things uh, my my dj career was at the peak at that time uh or just about to start really taking off uh like i said earlier i i, I played 382 gigs i think it was in 2012 uh so this was in 2010 so a couple of years before that i was really like about to to start taking off starting getting more gigs in the u.s and traveling a lot um so i think uh i think i might just have you know p- I was just so busy at, at thinking at, at all these other things that were going on that it just kind of got locked in a box somewhere and and it didn't really uh well I mean but but I'm sure there's something under the surface that I should probably work on. <laughs> there's there's well, probably something to talk about there, yeah. If, if you're not having any external signs, <laughs> I don't think there is. <laughs> I was just curious <laughs> yeah. why why it was it was featured as a as a curious <laughs> occurrence, maybe just a, a, a nice I think I think well, it was our P- PR agent that uh, <laughs> that thought that was interesting to put in my bio. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, Peter, is there anything else that you would like to share that I haven't asked you? That sounds like something really important that you want to put out there. Whoa, uh, that's a tough question. Um, I, I would really just say, like, now that we're talking about uh, you know entrepreneurship and and, and growing a business and and one thing that I have started becoming more aware of over the past couple of years is, um, you know, my, 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 my self-awareness of, of, of my stubbornness and my naivety, I think is really the key. And I've started allowing me to be more naive, uh, and try things, uh, because you, you can tend to have, uh, uh, you know, fear of, 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 of failing. And, and of course, as, as you, a business grows, uh, and, and you you get, you get employees and, you know, there's, there's more pressure on, it's not just your um, uh, your livelihood anymore. You have to to make sure that everything. But at the same time, if you don't take risks and if you don't uh, play around with new things, you're gonna fall behind no matter what industry you're in. Um, so so the nativity that led us to where we are today needs to to keep happening. Like we need to 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 keep having this uh, this uh, let's try it and see if it works. And uh, we can't just get stuck on what we did ten years ago because then. Yeah, we're going to become obsolete, uh, especially with, with everything that's happening with AI and stuff. I mean, we've obviously been working a lot on that as well, but um, which is also known why we're building a studio here. Uh, I, I live by uh, people Longstockings uh, quote. Uh, she says something in the lines of, uh, uh, I've, not, I've never done that before, so I'm sure I'm good at it. And I love that, you know, that, that hey, I'm never going to. 
yeah. It's like, hey, I've never done that before, so I'm sure I'm good. Like, why wouldn't I be? Just approach everything with that. And then, yeah, you'll fail, but who cares? You tried. Well, I love that. Absolutely amazing <laughs> piece of advice. <laughs> cool. So um, where can we follow you apart from, you know, checking you out uh, on Teltio? Um, is there any social media where people can follow the developments or follow your DJing? Are, are you planning yeah. to revive it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I, I, I miss... Um... I miss the part where I have a dance floor and, and just, you know, see people go bonkers to some music that you play. That's just the best feeling in the world. I, I never got into DJing because I wanted to be famous or, or you know, get get attention. It's really just me more about the same feeling I get when I host a dinner party and I have some friends sitting around and, and just like enjoying themselves. And, and I like seeing people you know, be happy. And, and actually, I can actually, if you go to a bar or to a nightclub, I, I would actually just stand and, and look at the dance floor. Um, and, and and I just like that. That's, that's an amazing feeling. So I, I really miss that. Uh, so maybe I will get into it again. Who knows? Be honest now. Is this why uh, you're building a studio? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably not right now, but but yeah, eventually I would probably uh, want to play if, uh, a few gigs once in a while, but I don't miss the whole touring thing. That's that's definitely, that. I'm too old for that now. Um, but yeah, go to petersroda.com. That's uh, a very, very basic website. It just has a few links to all my social media and my email address. And if you want to reach out, please do. I love hearing from people. Awesome. It's been a true pleasure. Good luck raising capital for your company. And good luck taking it where you want to take it. it was a real Thank pleasure. you so much for having me on. Thank fun. you. Thank you for listening to Grow and Learn. We hope that you found our podcast informative, engaging, and inspiring. Our mission is to help you keep growing and learning, and we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives. If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business, as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow and Learn, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.